is the final week to get your photos submit, submitted for or with your hunting picks. This is third or fourth year that we have done this. Show us your ba- best shot. Brad Pistol and Safe Money Radio sponsoring. They, in fact, dropped off his two boxes, or he dropped off two boxes of um, of the, the prizes that go to one winner. You are registered to win the prize pack, valued at around 500 bucks. Simply by submitting your photo. And it could be a past season photo. It could be a lot of them of kids and grandkids and, you know, going out and having this tradition passed down, which is such a fantastic thing to 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 create those memories and to pass on that knowledge. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, real positive in this. And then Brad Pistol and Safe Money Radio uh, really wanting to highlight and be part of that. So a big thank you to them. But you do have to get those registered. Go to KSGF.com and click on the show us your best shot and it will walk you through from there while you're there get signed up for a free pizza party from godfather's pizza also lunch bunch retro metro there's a lot of stuff that we have there details on our santa's angels which we talked about a bit earlier this morning and we will continue to uh, really highlight that but we do have the trees up so if uh, you have in the past been one of uh, our listeners uh, for which we are very grateful and helped us uh, making sure that we have these kids taken care of, then uh, those trees are out for you if you want to hit any of the four locations. We've got um, uh, Green County Freight on Kearney, Anchor Tactical Supply, Campbell, A1 Custom Car Care West Sunset, and Crown Power and Sport on Chestnut Expressway. So these are, uh, I, I think there are, those are the exact locations from last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. You can just go wherever you went last year and adopt a kid or two. Uh, so according to um, Just the News, they, they have had access to much of the footage that has been released, the 40,000 hours of footage released of January 6th by Speaker of the House, uh, of which I believe first dibs on it are, are some committees so this isn't 40,000 hours that have been put up online for everybody to see, uh, but it is coming out. And what we are learning is quite disturbing, and the media and the Democrats are attempting to downplay it. By the way, that is a word that Demo- Republicans, rather, at least the Republicans or people who are interested in the truth need to pound away at, because this is a word that has been used by Democrats in the media to carry out a disinformation campaign regarding what actually happened on January 6th. And what they have done is tried to characterize people who want all of the information as downplaying what happened. When in fact, they are the ones that are doing the downplaying. There are not people that are saying, well, people who broke the law it's no big deal that they broke the law. They should get away with it. That They're not downplaying that. Every 
Trump supporter you hear talking about this, every Republican you hear that talks about this, says people who broke the law, they need to be held accountable for the law. Now, they should not be disproportionately punished, which this administration does. You know, they throw people away for decades for doing less than left-wing individuals have done. They get charged with nothing. That also, demanding equality injustice that also is not downplaying what happened on january 6th the true downplaying is of those on the left who downplay the disproportionate punishment who downplay the targeting of trump supporters for fierce punishment while letting left-wing activists off with nothing or a slap on the wrist It is the left and the media that's downplaying the fact that the footage shows law enforcement welcoming people in. The footage shows law enforcement walking down a secluded hallway with somebody handcuffed, unhandcuffing them, fist bumping the guy as he walks away as if they're all buddies. Downplaying the fact that finally, over time, much of his uh, testimony under oath, law enforcement has acknowledged that they were there undercover in the crowd. The left in the media continues to downplay Ray Epps. They continue to downplay the new footage that has come out that among other things shows what we know as undercover law enforcement by the admission of the Washington police, uh, metropolitan police department directing the rioters. It's beyond incitement. They're actually directing them, telling them, go here, go over the scaffolding here. At one point, one of the officers is telling them there's a guy over there that needs help. Go help him. That's beyond incitement. That's actually coordinating and directing what they've told us is an insurrection. That is actual insurrection. Remember, if you're going to go by their definition, see, they claim that Trump instigated an insurrection. In order for that to have been the case, that means that what happened on January 6th was an insurrection, despite the fact that no one's been charged with insurrection. But if that was an insurrection, what do you call the people that were directing people on what to do at the insurrection? The undercover agents talking to one another about going undercover as Antifa and how that's something that they do. Last week also, just the news reported on security footage that showed the group of unidentified individuals delivering and hauling in materials and building the wood wooden gallows. I don't know, for whatever reason, this is something that is oftentimes referred to as the infamous wooden gallows, but I don't know that as many people realize or recognize that this even occurred. Uh, gallows, of course, this is you get the visual of... The, the wooden platform, and then uh, nooses, hey, you know, it's where you hang people for execution. And that was something that was fully constructed on January 6th there at the Capitol. Creating the imagery of threat, furthering the narrative that Trump supporters were going to drag members of Congress, 
Mike Pence being enemy number one, out of the Capitol and hang them right there on the lawn of the United States Capitol. And they had the apparatus to do it. In fact, it's odd that this hasn't gotten more media attention. And I suspect that it's because the media is even suspect of who was really behind it. And the reason that it draws suspicion is because this was something that was, this was not some sort of hastily put together apparatus. This was a very well-built gallows. And what the security footage shows is that you've got, I think it was four different individuals showing up in a vet. They had all these materials. They professionally put it together. There's other footage that shows them going to a local. This is done like right across the street from law enforcement infrastructure. And they have no concern. They don't seem, they're not skittish. They don't apparently, according to the reports in the footage, seem to be on the lookout to make sure that law enforcement isn't anywhere to be found. And these gallows that were constructed by these mysterious individuals that, by the way, happen to be the few people at January 6th that the FBI and the Justice Department don't seem to have any interest in locating. To this day, they're still tracking down 67-year-old grandmothers who happen to be at the Capitol, outside the Capitol. They are full press, nonstop, putting all resources to track those people down, but individuals that built actual gallows for the purpose of execution, amazingly enough, they just don't seem to have an interest in finding those folks. The gallows were left up there the entire time. There was no attempt to take them down. And given we've been told what a threat this was and how fearful and that there were actual plans to execute some of these people, doesn't that seem like something that you would do? Were they going to film that as well? It isn't a conspiracy theory to recognize the reality, and then to note that something is going on, or to at least ask for explanation. It is so clear, so very clear, why the Democrats and some anti-Trump Republicans desperately wanted to keep this under wraps. This has even gone beyond, frankly, the Russian, the fake Russian collusion hoax in which the top levels of our government knew it wasn't true, but pretended it was in order to alter the outcome of the election, in order to rig an election, and then used it to try to overthrow a presidency. Because here you had an actual Soviet-style commission set up, knowing what we know now, just what we know now, of the government's involvement in this, the government directing aspects of it. Not to mention the assassination of a Trump supporter, given that the government was involved in, to, now to what degree? But we know for a fact they were encouraging people like Ashley Babbitt to do what Ashley Babbitt was doing when she was executed for doing it. 
And then to put it in a context that illustrates where the Democrat Party has taken us today, the media and the Democrats literally labeled the government official who assassinated a Trump supporter as a hero. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Latest news update. From Cutter 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Close to 100 people gathered for a candlelight vigil to honor Travis Wynn, the 26-year-old who was shot and killed in downtown Springfield last week. Funeral services for Wynn begin today at noon. A family of five is displaced right before Thanksgiving after a fire destroyed their home in Blue Eye. According to the Southern Stone County Fire Protection District, heavy smoke was coming from the home when crews arrived on scene Monday. Firefighters were able to put it out, but the home was declared a total loss. All five people inside made it out safely. The American Red Cross is helping to support the family. And today marks 60 years since the assassination of President John F. Kennedy in a Dallas, Texas motorcade. Several events are set to take place across the country to commemorate Kennedy's death. From Color 10 and Fox 49 News, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecasts sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine 48 for a high today, clear 31 tonight. Sunshine 60 tomorrow on Thanksgiving and Friday, partly sunny, high of 47. seems necessary to break down and explain what actually is easily explained this conflict between Elon Musk and Media Matters, this thermonuclear lawsuit that he is talking about filing. And the reason that it apparently is necessary is because, as usual, the media coverage is totally, completely negligent. And I don't know how much of it is ideologically driven versus... The, the 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 journalists just don't know what's going on. They don't know. I, I don't know where any longer journalists get their information. I, I just don't. Other than there is, there's a lot of recycling. You got to give them that. That's, uh, you know, a real left-wing thing, of course. I mean, everybody recycles, but it, they just, you know, the virtuous of uh, recycling. That, that news does get recycled. Didn't seem to used to be that way. If there was a story... Every media outlet would try to get a different angle on it so that they could provide what they felt was a better product than the competitor. But now it's just, oh, they reported it, so let's just re-report what they report. And I'll illustrate as an example without trying to determine motivation here, a local KY3 story regarding this. And, and the reason that KY3 has a story is because of the involvement of Missouri's Attorney General. And the headline is, Missouri Attorney General Criticized for Looking Into Musk Media Dispute. Now, the criticism is coming from Elad Gross, the Democrat candidate running for Attorney General. So, <laughs> it's not exactly objective, if we could say so right out of the gate. And the piece opens up. Missouri Republican Attorney General announced on X, the social media platform formerly called Twitter, that his office was looking into a dispute between the media or the platform's owner, Elon Musk, and the nonprofit media watchdog outlet, Media Matters for America. Now, you want to talk about completely sanitizing what Media Matters is. Media Matters is 
a left-wing activist organization that almost acts as a Jesse Smollett. They craft fake scenarios in order to try and get people you know, banned or eliminated or punished in some way. People that are political opposition. This, this is what they do. And I'm going to explain, by the way, how that's exactly what is going on with Twitter. But what really highlights the fact that this story sanitizes what Media Matters is by referencing it as a nonprofit media watchdog outlet is the fact that when they reference an appearance by Attorney General Bailey on Newsmax, they list it or describe it as a right-wing media outlet. Now, listen, if you want to ascribe, subscribe the ideology, political ideology to different outlets, that's fine, but do it for all of them. On the flip side, if you want to leave that information out so as not to nudge the viewer into the direction that you want them to go one way or another, then just do that for all of them. So in other words, if you are not going to list the ideological um, motivations of Media Matters, then you should not list them for Newsmax. Or if you are going to for Newsmax, then you should also know that Media Matters is a left-wing activist operation. Because otherwise what you're doing is you are opening yourself up to the recognition that, that you, it's biased reporting. It's propaganda. Now, I like I said, I, I don't know whether this is a genuine attempt to get people to take a side with the left on this as a, as opposed to the right, or if it's yeah just copy and paste stuff and, well, everywhere Newsmax makes a news story, it's referred to as right wing, and everywhere Media Matters is referenced in a news story, it is called a nonprofit media watchdog, so we're going to stay consistent with what we see printed. I want to read to you a bit of an explanation as to exactly what is going on here. And some of it is coming from the Federalist. And the reason the Federalist, they have um, significant insight into this is because they also have been victim of Media Matters, Jesse Smollett-style attacks. That is, creating fake scenarios in order to go after someone. Now, Jesse Smollett, his motivation was attention and so forth, um, and he was dealing with contract negotiations. Media matters. It is to silence all political opposition. I do want to go ahead and just... Mm, trying to figure out how best to time this. Yeah, let's take a break at the traffic, all that, and then I want to explain, because it is very important, and frankly, it is interesting. It is newsworthy. The, the, exactly what it is that Media Matters has done here. Because the way that it's portrayed, if you read mainstream media, is this is just some sort of dispute and Elon Musk doesn't like Media Matters because they called him out on some stuff and so he's threatening to sue them. And in the KY3 article, you get the impression that uh, the attorney general, that he doesn't respect freedom of speech and this is absolutely ridiculous and insane and he's essentially incompetent, doesn't know what he's doing. So says the completely objective Elad Gross, who is the Democrat candidate running against him for the attorney general position. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. All that next. 
First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49. Meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunshine, a high of 48 today, clear 31 tonight, 60 tomorrow for your Thanksgiving, and Friday, partly sunny, 47. May have people traipsing in and out of your garage this um, holiday, tomorrow, over the weekend, Christmas. And with the weather, oftentimes comes you know the rain and the dirt, and you get those stains on your garage floor. I always thought because the concrete seemed slick it didn't seem porous it's actually quite porous and it can absorb absorb moisture and then you get cracks and chips and color stains and so forth it's one of the many benefits of having uh, the proper application prep and application of the highest quality epoxy flooring you can get and that's through garage experts Uh, i highly recommend that you have a conversation with them it not only like i said improves just the overall quality and value but the the looks of it as well and it's not just for residential this is for businesses for factories i I always think of places that oftentimes you're going to have to do floor cleanup like uh barber shops hair salons um dog grooming places uh you know doctor's offices. I mean, there's just so many applicants. Restaurants, to me, some of these are absolute no-brainers. And you have a component that is a visual set aside from anyone else that's a step above. It makes you memorable. Those things do make a difference. Garage experts, check them out under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com, not just for garages. Over the weekend, Elon Musk said he plans to file the thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters for America, a left-wing propaganda shop whose sole reason for existing, as through their behavior as demonstrated, is to churn out deceptive, fake studies designed to pressure large firms to pull advertising from media outlets and platforms that do not toe the leftist line. Now, by the way, let me differentiate here the difference between the way the left deal with opposition versus the right. If this were a left-wing outlet reporting on this, they would stop at that. The left loves to make accusations with no evidence. To the point of absurdity, Joe Scarborough, for example, claiming yesterday that if Donald Trump gets elected president, he will execute people that he will imprison for political purposes. We are very accustomed to people on the left throwing out accusations, but never providing any evidence to back it up. As opposed to people on the right, they're obsessed with that. To the point of sometimes you get lost in it because there's so much information. They're like, here is our final position. Uh, For example, Media Matters, left-wing propaganda shop whose sole reason for existing is to churn out deceptive fake studies designed to pressure large firms to pull advertising for media outlets, platforms that don't toe the leftist line. Here comes the evidence. They note that is precisely what Media Matters did last week when it released a bogus report alleging that Twitter runs ads for Apple, Bravo, IBM, Oracle, and Xfinity next to pro-Nazi content. Sure enough, after the report was published Thursday, Apple, IBM, and a bunch of other companies fell for the scam and announced they were pulling ads from X, Twitter. Then on Monday, Musk's ex filed a lawsuit against Media Matters, alleging the organization, quote, knowingly and maliciously manufactured side-by-side images depicting advertisers' posts on Twitter's social media platform beside neo-Nazi and white nationalist fringe content and then portrayed those manufactured images as if they were what typical Twitter users experience on the platform. So how did they do this? 
Well, this is what you're going to learn. The Federalist notes that nothing about what Media Matters reported was typical. The entire thing was contrived, a ruse that Musk quickly exposed. Essentially, Media Matters set up fake Twitter accounts and then curated the feeds to display controversial content. Once they curated their feed, explained Twitter in a statement Musk posted Saturday morning, they repeatedly refreshed their timeline to find a rare instance of ads serving next to the content that they chose to follow. To achieve their desired outcome, these accounts had to generate 13 times the number of ads served compared to a normal Twitter user. As the lawsuit filed on Monday stated, the end result was a feed precision designed by Media Matters for the single purpose to produce side-by-side ad content placement that it could screenshot in an effort to alienate advertisers. The result that Media Matters got through manipulating the algorithm in the way was anything but organic. In the case of paid posts from IBM, Comcast, and Oracle, those posts appeared alongside fringe content for only one Twitter user. The Twitter user Media Matters, the one that they made up. Not a single actual, real, authentic user on the Twitter platform saw IBM's Comcast or Oracle's ad next to that content, according to the lawsuit. As Twitter rightly noted, these contrived experiences could be applied to any platform. The reason they were applied to Twitter, however, has nothing to do with pro-Nazi content and everything to do with the fact that left-wing ideologues like the people at Media Matters don't have total and complete control over Twitter, and they can't use it as a tool of censorship against their enemies. That's it. Hiding behind the fig fig leaf of research, styling itself as a watchdog group, and as it gets portrayed in media... Media Matters is in the business of silencing its opponents by going after advertisers. The only thing it's watching out for is dissent to crush. Ginning up a bogus study to deplatform dissenting voices is a tactic that the Federalist has been familiar with back in the summer of 2020 when Black Lives Matter rioters were raging against the country. NBC tried to pressure Google to pull ads from their site based on a Media Matters style hijab. So it's the same thing. This is something that they do over and over again. And they do it because they get assisted by the media that presents them as just some legitimate watchdog group that's looking out for hate. And here they found it and exposed it. It's not their fault that anything bad happened. So, simplistically, what occurred here, and it's why I compare it to Jesse Smollett, media matters according to the information provided in the lawsuit. They create a fake Twitter account. And with the fake Twitter account, you know, they, 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 they gather up, they post hateful and pro-Nazi information. And on Twitter, I don't use it, but like any other social media site, there's ads that will at times pop up. And what they did with their fa- fake account, 
kept hitting refresh until a big advertiser like IBM popped up, took snapshots of it, sends it to IBM, sends it to Oracle, sends it to all these other massive corporations saying, hey, by the way, did you know that your ads are being placed and associated with Nazis? Is that something you support? What's your official statement? Spending money to advertise next to Nazi messaging. So, of course, they know exactly what's going to happen, and those advertisers are going to immediately pull their advertising. But as the evidence that is provided in the lawsuit indicates, that no one actually has ever had that happen. The only account that ever experienced any sort of side-by-side of the advertiser with any sort of, quote, Nazi content was the made-up one that Media Matters crafted in order to create this scenario. So they faked the scenario. Now, I don't know if that is illegal. I'm not a legal expert. It seems to me in this day and age, that would be the sort of thing there would be some law against. Falsely creating a scenario that you then use in order to get advertisers to stop spending money with a business. I I don't know whether that's fraud, whether that's, I, I, I don't know. Again, not a legal individual. Texas is also looking into this. But the Attorney General of Missouri, Andrew Bailey, he too is looking into this. Now the way, unfortunately, and this is the power that the left-wing, the dishonest left-wing outlets like Media Matters have, is they essentially seemingly write the stories for these media outlets that just regurgitate it. And so what you end up with, even locally here, Stories in which it, you know, they're they're written as if here is some sort of situation where Elon Musk doesn't like Media Matters because they called him out on his site that allows hate to exist. So he's threatening to sue them. And Andrew Bailey, he is taking the side of the pro Nazis. And then, oh, by the way, here's his Democratic opponent to tell us how wrong he is for it. All of that sort of reporting, that's exactly why they do what they do. Because whether it's willingly or not, it gives them a great deal of assistance in silencing political opposition while destroying businesses because they are political opposition and being dishonest in doing so. So as you can see, the reality is much, much more than the way that it's presented in the mainstream media. Sarah Myers. Thank you. If you can take 30 seconds away from whipping me off air, you can... (laughs) Do your endorsement over Thank here. you. I would love to. Well, there's only a few days left for quick draw guns pre-Black Friday sale. And if you're like me and you love a good deal, but you hate the thought of actually going out on Black Friday to shop, quick draw guns 
pre-Black Friday sale, it is for you. Uh, to check out those deals, visit quickdrawgun.com. Click on their 2023 Black Friday tab. It's on the left side of the website. And the best part about this pre-Black Friday sale is you can pay online and you can pick up your order either before or after Black Friday. Now, if you do like shopping on Black Friday, Quick Draw Gun, they have still got you covered there. Uh, earlier this week, they posted their Black Friday ad on their Facebook page, and I believe their doors are going to open at 9 a.m. on Friday. Friday. Uh, you can find all of that on their social media. But in the meantime, if you have any questions for Brad and his team, you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. All right, let's see here. So uh, I thought I'd share a couple of these stories. Uh, evidently, what is this? This, um, what's it called? Transgender Day of Remembrance. It should be noted, and you may hear these statistics thrown around, that there is a disproportionate number of victims of abuse and homicide in the transgender community. Now, what you are supposed to infer from that is because in America, as a horrible, awful country filled with white privilege and MAGA extremists, that we are constantly on the hunt for transgenders to track down and kill. Now, that's, that's essentially what you were supposed to believe. That there are an increased number outside the norm of homicides because people are seeking them out. And that is because of the hate created by people not wanting kids to get sex change operations. The reality is that while there are a disproportionate number of homicides within the transgender community, there is also a disproportionate number. There's a Venn diagram coming here. A disproportionate number of homicides within those that of the, the sex worker community. And guess what? There is a disproportionate number of transgenders in the sex worker community. When you hear these numbers that talk about a transgender individual is more likely by this percentage or whatever statistic they give to be uh, the victim of a homicide in this country than a non-transgender person. It's not because they're transgender, it's because they're a sex worker. That doesn't mean they deserve it, but it is the activities that they are participating in that have the higher likelihood of claiming a victim of homicide. That's why. In other words, those individuals would most likely find themselves the victim of homicide regardless of being transgender, but because they are a sex worker. Or these are just facts and reality. It is not anti-trans to be truthful. But this is another opportunity for the left to mislead people into believing that we are an awful country and to tell one segment of the population that they are at risk just for being who they are. Of course, what never gets recognized by this White House is detransitioning day. That is an international day that is recognized, not officially. I don't think anybody officially recognizes it, but these are individuals who organically 
have come together to offer support and try to warn other young people who are lured in by the siren song of the elimination of depression and the, the, the elimination of a chance of suicide if only you get a sex change operation. They were also lured into that, only to learn that it not only did not solve their problem, because that wasn't the problem, but it made their lives much worse. And there is, I think it's, it's in March. There's a website, there's social media sites, and they fight constantly against outfits like Facebook and other social media from banning them from reaching out and communicating with one another and spreading the word. Why are those victims somehow not on the radar of the White House? These individuals who claim they care so much about the vulnerable, but instead treat these individuals like garbage completely dismiss them as irrelevant and in fact that is the way they treat them they're not really relevant when it comes to this discussion oh because they no longer serve your purpose there is a story in the daily caller dr adam neff a physician in louisville kentucky Admitted in a talk to healthcare professionals last month that he is currently transitioning a seven year old child. You know, it's interesting. The left has done a very good job of claiming that they support abortion in reasonable circumstances and claiming that we don't support it all the way up until birth, but not defining where they, they support a cutoff, right? They will never say, oh, no, we, we support outlawing it uh, at six months or four months or eight. They, they will never say that, but they deny that they support it fully. When it comes to sex change operations, is there an age limit for the left? Will they claim that they do not support sex change operations for kids all the way to birth without saying where the cutoff is for them? I suspect that would probably be the case. Seven years old. You know, these were the same sort of experiments that were done in concentration camps. The the uh, attempt through chemicals and surgery to change the gender of children. Now, I'm not one, like many of you, you know, the term Nazi gets thrown around all the time. But again, generally, the left, when they call someone a Nazi, they don't give any examples. I'm just telling you, I'm not even saying Nazi. I'm just telling you, this is history being repeated by people. And this was done by medical professionals during a period of time and concentration camps were the venues in which children were experimented on in this belief that you could physically change their gender. I love how Trump is Hitler because he used the word vermin, which was a term that Hitler used. He's Hitler because of a word, but you can have people carrying out surgeries on kids that were carried out by actual Nazis, actual actions with victims, and don't you dare make a comparison. And then from Breitbart, 
Male transgender activists attacked several women who are holding a sidewalk protest for women's rights in Portland, Oregon. Feminist writer Liera Keith took to social media to reveal four of us in the emergency room after being attacked by a mob of men. Oh, how triggering for them not to refer to them by their preferred pronouns. If you notice, again, in all of these instances, women are the ones who become the victims and children. Men are once again being made ruler of the universe by the left wing in this country. And here you have, now, you think the White House is going to make any statement about this? Do you think the White House is going to stand up and condemn men attacking women at a women's rights protest? No, of course not. Because the men who attacked them preferred to be referred to as women. And for those of you ladies who have not picked up on this yet, you have fallen way down the status ladder in terms of hierarchy with the Democrat Party. You're, you're, you are not even on the top few rungs any longer. You're below men. I mean, how big of a screw job is that? You're below men on the Democrats' hierarchy of priority. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. We will not be at Scramblers Friday. We're going to have some best of programming. Aller Building Company, Golden and Weaver New Subdivision, Woodvale Subdivision. Uh, some homes available, some still under construction. This for those of you who are in the market for a new home or thinking about a new home, but you don't want to buy a home that somebody's currently living in or has lived in. You want it brand new, start from scratch. And then Aller Building Company, of course, their beautiful showroom floor where you make the house a home all in one setting. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. Well, a bit of a reprieve from further punishment for middle and lower class Americans. The IRS has delayed the Democrats' legislation that required Venmo and PayPal to report anyone that received any sort of payment over $600. It was, I think, 20000 And in an effort to clearly target the rich, the Democrats lowered that from that down to 600 But a delay for a year. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Talk to you Monday. Oh